Chris, Chris, Chris. What? What are we doing for our next Wednesday show? My DMs are being flooded right now. I, I, I don't know what to tell them. Well, you know what? I'll tell everyone right now. As everyone knows, dumb laws are ending, and we are sticking with the theme of dumb, but we're going to idiots. And what we're doing is idiots in the news. Each week, I will read Nick a news story about an idiot in the news, and he is going to react with them with his purest reactions ever because I have a full list of idiots in the news, and Nick doesn't have a clue what's going on. And I think he's going to be just as blown away with these idiots as I was. You mean I don't get to know ahead of time? Nope, you won't have the slightest clue. <sighs> Alright, well, guess I get to react with all you. The first idiot in the news will be December 8th, Wednesday. Mark your calendars and we will see you then. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod, and I'm alone this morning. Chris could not join us, unfortunately, today, um, but I am here, and we will have news for you. So to start off, like we always do, let's look at the weather for today. In Los Angeles, California, it will be partly cloudy with a high of 71 degrees. In Houston, Texas, we are looking at some thunderstorms with a high of 75 in Chicago, Illinois, expect some drizzle with a high of 41 degrees. And in New York City, again, expect drizzle with a high of 59. Well, honestly, you guys, not a whole lot uh, has happened in the two days that it's been since we've had an episode. Nothing new since Friday or good news or anything. Honestly, it's been kind of a busy weekend. Um, you know, most of it just trying to get schoolwork done you know we're getting to the end of the semester it's crazy to say you guys but i am only a couple weeks away from finishing out my first semester of college i know i have friends in other states who are already done with their semesters or just closing up um with semesters and mine's only a couple weeks from ending i can't believe it i can't believe i'm already here it feels like just like a week ago that i started the semester, you know, started my first semester and was having quite a lot of anxiety and stress due to the fact that it was just all so new and so terrifying. And, you know, I didn't have everything completely laid out uh, like it needed to be to make sure I had all of my resources and had all of my work and all of that. But now it's almost over. This first semester is almost over. I can't believe it. But honestly, I'm so happy it is. Um, for anyone that's experienced college or has, you know, gone through it all, you know what I mean. By the time you get towards the end of the semester, and I feel like, you know, obviously I haven't experienced my other semesters yet, so I, I could come back here uh, down the line and, and completely just uh, shoot the statement down. But I know at the moment, like, I can only imagine that the first semester, like trying to get through the first semester is one of the hardest because you're not completely like settled into it all throughout your first semester. Like you can generally settle in over time, but you know, you don't really know the full extent of like how much is entailed 
until you get to your other semesters, until you finish out that first one and you're moving on to your others. And, you know, it just feels good to say that I've just about finished one semester. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with uh, with everything, with all my classes, with with all my work. So I'm just, you know, I'm really happy with that. I'm really happy with all that. Um, and I honestly just can't wait to have my month off. But beyond that, really, there isn't a whole lot going on um, outside of, you know, the podcast world and all that. It's pretty quiet. It's winter, so there's not a whole lot going on. The holidays are coming around, but even that this year hasn't been a very, you know, eventful period of time. So, really, just quiet. You know, it's busy because of schoolwork, but it's quiet. Um, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I, I have no <laughs> no distaste for that at all. But rather than babble on any further, since I'm by myself, we might as well just jump straight into the news. And to start out, uh, we're going to talk about the winter plan that President Biden came out with last week in terms of how they plan to fight COVID-19 throughout these winter months. So like I said, last week, President Biden unveiled a national strategy to deal with COVID-19, especially in light of the emerging Omicron variant here in this country. There's a lot in the announcement the president made. There are four different specific components to this winter plan, so let's go over them. First, let's start with travel. With domestic travel of planes, trains, buses, and all forms of public transportation, the mask mandate has been extended through March 18th. The TSA will continue to enforce the mask mandate and will double their fines for non-compliance. Starting next week, all international travelers, including American citizens who are re-entering the U.S. regardless of vaccination status, will have to start providing a negative COVID-19 test within one day of travel. All non-U.S. citizens entering the United States must also provide proof of vaccination. Uh, When it comes to boosters... Starting off, all federal employees will receive paid time off to get their booster, and the president is asking private employers to do the same. The White House also announced more access to those booster shots through your local pharmacies, newly set up family vaccination centers, the nearly 80,000 vaccination centers around the country, and the new partnership with AARP to reach out to boost seniors. When it comes to testing, the president wants to add free at-home COVID-19 tests. For those who are not insured by a private insurance company, free at-home tests will be distributed through rural clinics and health and community centers. For those of you with private insurance, the Biden administration says you'll be able to be reimbursed by your insurance company for buying those at-home tests. You can read more on Medium how this program will work. Uh, Chances are it will be a little messy at first, uh, but the government says they will issue guidance on how to use the program by January. Finally, we get to vaccines. The White House has announced that 1.2 billion doses of the vaccine will be donated to other countries to try and slow the mutations and the spread. 
And as far as any mandates are concerned, the president has said that he is not announcing any new vaccine mandates at this time. But as a federal vaccine mandate that we all know about continues to work through the court system, the president is encouraging private companies to implement their own vaccine mandates. If you're wondering if your employer can do this, yes, they can. The courts are currently deciding on whether the federal government can implement vaccine mandates that does not pertain to your employer. Now, starting today, the so-called remain in Mexico policy will be reinstated. That means asylum seekers and migrants that want to enter the United States and those who are currently here waiting on immigration hearings will be returned to Mexico as their immigration cases play out in the U.S. The removal will start once the policy is put into full effect. The Remain in Mexico policy is officially called the Migrant Protection Protocols. The announcement of the policy reinstatement was made just yesterday by the White House and Homeland Security after several courts, including the Supreme Court, ordered the Biden administration to reinstate the Trump era policy. President Biden revoked the policy almost immediately when he took office because it was being reported at the time that while tens of thousands of migrants were waiting in Mexico, they were also falling victim to violence. To comply with this court order and also while trying to reduce the risk of harm, the Biden administration and the Mexican government have been working together to outline a more effective plan. A few things since then have changed, including all migrants subject to the policy will be vaccinated against COVID-19. That includes adults and children five and older. The U.S. will try and expedite these court rulings within six months. The Biden administration will continue to work with Mexico to ensure that there are secure shelters in Mexico, and they will also work to protect the safety of these migrants that travel back and forth to court hearings. The Biden administration has continued another Trump-era policy known as Title 42. This policy allows the U.S. government to immediately remove migrants on the grounds of preventing COVID-19. The Secretary of Homeland Security is adamantly opposed to this policy and says the federal government is reluctantly implementing it only because of the court order. Homeland Security is currently appealing the ruling, and if the court injunction is lifted, the Homeland Security Secretary says the Remain in Mexico policy will be terminated immediately. The parents of a teenager who is being accused of carrying out a deadly shooting at a Michigan high school are now under arrest. This comes after eluding law enforcement for several hours. James and Jennifer Crumley were caught in Detroit, Michigan shortly after the police got a tip from someone that recognized the Crumley car. Prosecutors had charged them with four counts of involuntary manslaughter earlier on Friday. Their son Ethan is accused of killing four classmates and wounding seven others, including one teacher. The couple was arrested early Saturday morning after that tip led Detroit police to a commercial building where the Crumleys were hiding. Police say the couple was not armed at the time of their arrest. The manhunt for the couple ended around 2 a.m. when a Detroit business owner called 911 saying that he saw their car and a woman in his parking lot. Police arrived, and after a short search, they arrested them. 
Now, their attorney told authorities that they had planned on turning themselves in, but the U.S. Marshals did consider them fugitives. Prosecutors say their actions directly contributed to that deadly school shooting. Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald expressed her astonishment at the events that led up to the shooting at Oxford High School, saying the actions of Ethan Crumley's parents went far beyond negligence. Any individual who had the opportunity to stop this tragedy should have done so. McDonald offered new details into Tuesday's shooting, revealing Ethan's father James purchased the gun on Black Friday and Ethan was present that day. Then Ethan and his mother had made social media posts about it. School officials became concerned on Monday, a day before the shooting, when Ethan was looking up ammo on his cell phone during class. His mother was contacted by the school but phone records showed she told her son, quote, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You need to learn not to get caught, end quote. On the day of the shooting, prosecutors say a teacher found a note on Ethan Crumley's desk of violent images. Another section of the note was a drawing of a bullet with the following words above that bullet, quote, blood everywhere. Further down the drawing are the words, quote, my life is useless, end quote. And to the night... Right of that are the words, quote, the world is dead. Kremley's parents were requested to come into the school and were told to get him into counseling within 48 hours. However, they refused the idea and left the school without their son. Upon hearing the news of the shooting, the mother texted, quote, don't do it. And the father reported the gun missing. Parents and, and everyone to, to have humanity and, and to step in. Um, and and stop stop a potential tragedy. The Crumleys both pleaded not guilty to their charges. For a much more detailed timeline of everything that happened, there's a link down in the show notes to a Medium article that Chris wrote. But that is it for the main news segment. Now let's get into some rapid news. Russian President Vladimir Putin and President Biden are set to have a phone conference on Tuesday. And Google has delayed their back-to-the-office deadline until January 10th. And finally, Canada released 50 million gallons of maple syrup in response to a short supply. Now getting into some Monday morning good news. Kind of a cool one, you know, uh, as someone who is visually impaired and someone who loves sports, this is kind of cool. So there is a man in Canada who plays blind hockey. He is completely blind. And he plays blind hockey, um, you know, blind ice hockey. If you've never heard of blind ice hockey, I strongly urge you to look it up. It's, it's quite uh, entertaining honestly, and quite fun. But I digress. So this man plays blind ice hockey, he plays for the Canada national team. But, you know, he noticed that there was a, I don't exactly remember the rank of the team, but they were without a goalie. And so he actually got in contact with the team and asked them to let him play. And they said, why not? So he got to, you know, get all suited up and 
stand-in goal for a sighted hockey game. And he actually held his own. Now, his team lost 9-8, to but he was still able to follow the game, uh, including making uh, several stops. And it was actually quite cool because the way that he kept himself oriented, you know, he used some of his skills from blind hockey, not to mention he had help from his wife, who was not far away from him in the stands, giving him uh, audi- auditory cues. But it was cool because he was able to tell when the puck was being challenged by either team or when uh, players were fighting over it, and he always knew where the goalposts were by using his stick and his glove, and it was really cool. And in fact, the referees had no idea he was blind until the puck had first been dropped on the ice. Uh, No one had said anything to the ref ahead of time. There were no accommodations made. There were no changes made for him. He got to take part in a fully sighted, unchanged hockey game. And I thought this was just really cool. Talk about taking your chance. You know, you you play, you know, blind ice hockey. And so, you know, you know what it entails. Being a goalie for blind ice hockey definitely, you know, has its challenges. I've never played goalie personally. I've never actually played in a blind ice hockey game, but I've, you know, played around with the blind ice hockey pucks and they're a challenge. You know, they're a lot bigger and heavier than your normal ice hockey puck would be. So they bring on their own challenges, right? And so for him to take the knowledge of the game, you know, and take the chance of this team needing a goalie, just being like, hey, can I play for you guys? Can I step in? I heard you guys need a goalie. Uh, I'm more than happy to offer my skills. And for the team to say yes, for that team to be like, sure, we'll, you know, we'll take you on even though you're blind. It's just a really cool story, a really enjoyable story. I especially love the fact that no one told the referee ahead of time. You know, no one said a word to this ref. He had no idea. No idea. And that kind of just, like, surprise and the fact that they didn't want to um, really, you know, worry about accommodations. He wasn't worried about accommodations and stuff like that. He just wanted to play. He just wanted to have fun. I love this story. It's very nice. It's very lighthearted. It's really awesome um, for me to see personally. I, I I love this story. But that is the end of this Monday morning show. We'll be back here on Wednesday to start our new segment, Idiots in the News. Come back on Wednesday to, uh, to see that. It's quite amazing. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait for you guys to experience it. It's a lot of fun, so make sure you tune in on Wednesday morning for the first Idiots in the News. Also, come back here on Friday where we will have a roundup of the week's news as you head into your weekend. Uh, in the meantime, though, make sure to go follow us on Twitter, News official link in the show notes, where you will get all the latest and up-to-date news, all the breaking stories, all of that. You'll get that over on our Twitter page. Make sure to follow our personal accounts as well, where you will see all the random content, everything we're doing in our personal lives, uh, anything that we're thinking about. Sometimes we'll just jump on there and post it. You know, no questions. Just 
go over there, take a look, give us a follow, and enjoy yourself uh, in that entertainment. Also, head over to Medium and check out our news stories over there. We post different content uh, than what you see here on the podcast, or as uh, I mentioned earlier, you'll see deeper detail for certain you know, certain stories and certain aspects than we get to display here on the podcast. But until Wednesday and until Friday, have a wonderful start to your week, everyone, and we'll see you later.